Welcome everyone to another week of Investors Gallery. Uh, for the newcomers, my name is Presley. I am part of Dimensional Capital. Uh, here in Houston, we are a multifamily investment syndication development group. And I built an art gallery. The art gallery is on the other side of the, the wall here. Um, I built the whole office and all the stuff that we're in. And I thought it'd be a really good idea to have conversations with investors and fund managers and high net worth individuals and give other people who do not have that access, give them the opportunity to be able to ask them questions or um, maybe get some advice. So that's how I came up with Investors Gallery, but I have uh, a really special guest on today. I'm so excited. And Brittany, tell us about yourself and, and you're not new, but you're kind of rooting back to the area. Um, so welcome to Houston again. <laughs> How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and you're right. I'm not, uh, I, I, this will be my first time living in Houston. I've been here a lot over the past couple years. Um, but the, yeah, I'm just now going to become a Houston resident. Mm, go Astros. You got to love the Astros to live here. No, actually, I'm super excited about the Astros <laughs> series. And I've never been in a place where like people who look like me are so passionate about baseball. So it's a whole new experience. It's been really exciting. <laughs> so tell us uh, what you do and how you got into it. Yeah, so uh, the blanket statement for what I do is I am a real estate consultant. I help clients go from wherever they are in their real estate journey, whether that's first time home ownership all the way to like, you know, multifamily investor. And I take them to wherever they're trying to go. And that could be um, fund management, can be syndication, it can be large scale development. Um, I've spent a lot of time and resources creating uh, incredible networks of people who are experts at what they do. And so I use that network to help people get to where they want to go. And so for me personally, I, I hold my real estate license in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and soon to be Texas. Um, I have flipped homes. I have, you know, done like the whole array of real estate things and now I am working on my first development here in Houston which is the reason for my move um and started my first fund so now I'm a, officially a fund manager and it's been really a, a really incredible experience wow that's that is a lot very impressive how did you okay so first question how did you know to, you're broad, but you're very specific. Because um, consulting those specific, you help many groups of people. How did you know to kind of funnel your, your talent into that space? Into like the space of real estate or into the space of consultancy? Both. So I have always, had a passion for real estate. I think I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like maybe high school age. So I knew from a really young age that I, I was very interested in real estate. My mom was in real estate. Um, and so that's always been part of my plan. Um, but also I'm a synthesizer of information. I really love to learn and I, I love to continuously experience new things and push myself and problem solve. And so 
what I figured out was the best thing for me to do is to become a generalist, which is what a consultant does in a lot of cases. I'm able to learn about a lot of different industries um, and, and solutions in different industries and then take those solutions and apply it to whatever problem my client is ha having, even if it's not in the same niche. Wow. What, what is your favorite asset of real estate? Single family, multifamily? I would probably have to say multifamily. I really enjoy the, um, the decreased risk profile. Um, that, yeah, I would, I would have to say multifamily for sure. What got you, um, how, how do I, I want to dig deeper into that question. I, I want to know from you, like, what did that transition look like? So you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in high school, which first of all, man, that's a big, big salute because I hear a lot of people who read amazing books too early um, mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't catch or they don't really grasp it. So um, that was really amazing that you were able to understand, you know, the depths and what the book was trying to uh, relate to the audience. But so you're in, you're in high school, you read the book, you know, you love real estate, you're, you know, were raised around real estate because you say your mom is in real estate, but what catapulted you into not just be an amazing realtor, how did you go consulting route? Oh, that's that's actually a really good question. I, I My first foray into real estate was not as a realtor. It was as a flipper. And the first experience that I had, I made every mistake. Um, I picked the wrong partner. We picked the wrong deals. Um, like we did not have a tribe around us or a consultant or anybody that was like really solid that could guide us. Um, and so that for me was a clear indication that I needed to make sure that people coming behind me weren't going to make the same mistakes. Um, real estate can be an incredible tool for um, growing wealth, but if you don't have anybody to help you go through the learning curve and to eliminate a lot of the um, financial, reputational risks, like, you know, just like all the things that can go wrong, when you kind of go it alone, it, it's highly likely that you're just in it's not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I thought it was really important to make sure that people didn't just keep repeating the same mistakes that if I could teach them from my experience or teach them from the experience of the people in my network that we could all go further faster together. So after your first flip, did you keep flipping or did you say, you know what, I learned my lesson and I, instead of flipping, I want to now help people. What did that transition, yeah. what did that next step look like? I, I did do a few more. Um, and I will say that the number one um, lesson is partner, who you choose as your partner. Like number one lesson for sure. I think if I had a, a solid partner, I would have probably continued to flip um, because it is great for income generation in a lot of cases. Um, but I, we probably did a total of like seven to 10. And then, um, I, it, it just imploded. It, it was like, <laughs> it, it was one of those experiences that when you're going through it, you're like, 
my life is over, right? But actually it turned into an incredible blessing. It, it taught me so much about what not to do that I could mm -hmm. actually help others not make those same mistakes. Mm, tell us tell us some things of what not to do. Ah, oh, okay. I mean, there's a whole book on it. <laughs> um, things like properly vetting your contractors, um, making sure that your accounts are set up correctly, making sure that you are not um, using prime promissory notes to allow investors to invest in a project, that you are correctly registered with the SEC and that you are a syndication <laughs> or a fund. Like I see that happening a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading a lot of articles about how the SEC is... It, by and large, putting people in jail more often for that than anything else in, in our real estate niche right now. So um, that's a huge mistake that I, that is very prevalent. Um, just like proper capitalization and understanding, um, you know, your draws, making sure that your draw schedule is effective, understanding how you're going to pay your contractors. And if there's going to be a lag in time, how you can keep your contractors engaged and, and bought in, even if their check is late, right? Like there's just so, I, there's so much, there's just so much veins popping out. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, um, it was my biggest learning opportunity for sure. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, um, we are here to introduce Brittany's new book. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, really what not to do in real estate. I should write that. You should. You could probably just talk into the computer and there you go, spit a book out and just subdivide it into chapters. I think that's a great idea. Or start it as a blog and then put it mm -hmm. all together in a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what does your consulting profile look like as far as um, the clientele that you get and what are they uh, usually looking for or looking for help in? Oh, that's such a good question. So I'll, I'll tell you, I have a lot of like first time investors that come to me um, and I love that. But I will say that my favorite is probably working with like, like successful young professionals that need to know what to do with their money and helping them evaluate whether that's going to be an active investment strategy or a passive investment strategy and mitigating the risk for each. Um, so like if passive is your thing, great. We have funds and syndications we can look at um, or even REITs. If it, I, I like the REITs in theory, but I feel like the if your risk profile is, um, is higher, that syndications and funds are definitely the way to go and especially because not a lot of people are exposed to them I, I mean most everyday people could not get into opportunities like this before Obama signed the jobs act and I think right. 2007 so you know it's it's really awesome to be able to expose people to that new um avenue to to generate wealth for themselves and then on the other hand like I get a lot of clients who want to go that active role they want to create a side business and so they're looking at either a buy and hold where they're self-managing or um, converting something into an airbnb or flipping a property um, all those types of things by far i think my favorite is like the long-term passive investors because 
we're in it for the long term. It, it gives you a lot of time to learn and grow and and get exposed to real estate and deals. And then it's really much easier to mitigate your risk if you decide to go an active route. Hmm. That's that's makes a lot of sense. When okay, let's go fun fun question because you said you like to deal with a lot of um, young professionals. So for your fund, is it a, a B or a C fund? It's a reg D actually. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So I can have up to 35 of credit. I'm sorry. I can have, I think an unlimited. So let me preference this. I'm not an SEC attorney. I have a wonderful SEC. Is, is, is our SEC attorney on? I, I talked about him last week and he was on and now I need him on. He's not on. So, I mean, whatever I'm saying, you need to talk to an attorney, right? Okay, um, right. Disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, but I can take, I think, an unlimited amount of accredited investors and up to 35 sophisticated investors. And that really allows me to open the door to people who aren't in that high net worth profile, but mm -hmm. that need access to grow their money, just like everybody else needs access to grow their money. I just did a podcast yesterday about eliminating the wealth gap and what that would take. And um, it takes a lot. It's not something you can, you can save out of, right? It's going right. to take, um, uh, uh, like a 33% return on an active savings. That's what it would take if you if we wanted to eliminate the wealth gap in the next 30 years. That obviously is not going to happen. And right. so we at least be able to um, minimize the impact and like and slowly bring the gap together, then being smart about our investments is the best way to do it, not just throwing money in savings accounts and letting inflation eat away at it. And that's why I love working with young professionals. They have the risk profile that can tolerate, um, you know, higher risk and higher return type of investments. Um, and they're, you know, they're active, they're interested, and they have literally their whole life to continue building on this knowledge and really um, creating more wealth for themselves, their families, and their communities. Wow. Where would you say the bulk of your knowledge comes from? Ooh, okay. I'm going to get real like woo-woo. If you haven't noticed, like I'm wearing a crystal, I'm a very like very hippie type of personality. Um, I would say a lot of my knowledge comes from like collective consciousness. And mm -hmm. so from like a woo-woo perspective, that would mean like, you know, the universe is like downloading information into your head. That doesn't really happen. What I find happens is that people are, people appear in my life and give me the knowledge that I need to solve a problem that I have now or that someone around me has now or will have in the future. Um, I tend to just like attract information, courses, programs, people that uh, just bring me incredible amounts of information. I had wanted to develop two, three, four years ago. And the resources available are incredibly limited. And even the ones that I was able to find and take, which were pretty expensive, um, 
they didn't even scratch the surface of what I needed to know, especially when we're when we start talking about what you need to know in on a local basis. Oh yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, and every deal is different, and there's really like no foolproof way to learn everything that you need to know. But the best you can get is finding a deal and finding a mentor to do it with you, finding somebody who has the experience. Mm-hmm. This development deal, I have the have the blessing of having a business partner, Chris Senegal. He is also local to Houston and has been working in Fifth Ward for the last 15 years, developing, mm-hmm. building, you know, doing all of that stuff. And so a lot of that information and a lot of the resources I needed were were given to me. I didn't have to go through the learning curve. And and then from that experience, I'm able to impart that information through social media or through interviews or through conversations. I am a co-founder for women in real estate. And so a lot of what we do is bringing resources to the table for our members. And so, you know, we're holding people accountable. We're giving them resources. We're finding them funding or, or, you know, my fund is funding a fund for them, you know, like there's a lot right. of opportunity in that. But I would say the number one way to learn, honestly, is you, you just have to be around the right people, 100%. Yep. I agree. Um, I'm a nerd. And when I got into this, uh, when I got back into it, I did a lot. I, I read. Actually, I'll be honest and transparent. A lot of these books I didn't read. I did Audible, but I still bought the books in case I needed to refer back. Um, I don't have time to sit down in one spot. And the other half of the books are my wife's because she's got 18 different degrees. So she's clearly smarter than I am. Um, But I went through the rabbit hole of books and YouTube and whatever I can get my hands on. And I learned a significant amount. But as you said, it's not until you get thrown in a fire and you, you're having conversations at a really high level, one, you get to draw from the knowledge that you've read or heard or seen from whatever educational source. But the other part is they mention, you know, well, what kind of what kind of reg D do you have? Okay, well, you have this, this, you know, and, and then you start downloading that information because mm-hmm. they have information or explaining something that you may not have known before. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, I, I can tell you have very consistent high-level conversations, um, not by really what you're saying, but by how you're saying it. And I, I think that's really cool. Um, where would you say most of your clients come from as far as uh, geographically? And also, um, well, let's start with that. No, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> and, and it's really different from what I think most people would answer. Um, most people are very hyper local, but because we grew women on real women in real estate in a pandemic online, mm-hmm. we have seventy thousand supporters that come from wow. all around the world. So we don't really have like a specific demographic. And the people who come and work with me from consulting a lot of times have found me through something affiliated with women in real estate or affiliated with Instagram or Clubhouse or some social media platform. So. I don't have like a niche location, but I have a such a wide array of folks that I can call on in different areas that that hasn't, you know, that hasn't been a problem ever. 
How do you deal with international clients on the basis of real estate? So I have a collection of international realtors. Um, and then I love dealing with international clients because I love to go new places, as you know, because we were just talking about how this is my 43rd flight this yes, year. Yes, I have so many questions about the 43rd. Yeah, but one of them was to Dubai, and we have a wire collective referral partner in Dubai now, and we're looking at opening. So our, our real estate team is under EXP, and so we have team members that are all across the country, and then we have referral partners that are all around the world, um, and hopefully opening up more opportunities to be international agents. I, I'm praying that by um, the end of this year, I can make it to Ghana and start developing relationships there. Um, Why is Ghana such on fire? I've talked to three different investors within the last two weeks, and they're like, I, I, I'll be back. I'm going to Ghana for a week. What is it Ghana? Do I need to go to Ghana? Obviously, There's I need a to lot of opportunity in Ghana. They're, they have a, a great um, political and economic ecosystem that makes it, you know, more advantageous to invest there. Um, citizen, there's a path to citizenship for Black Americans. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're investing in a place and you want to come home or something like that, is, right? is that okay? We also have the um, home, like it's, I don't think it's called a homecoming, but around New Year's every year, like there's, there was the first one was like really, really big, but it's kind of become a tradition that um, they have this huge celebration on a lot of like Black Americans go over. Um, so that's a, that's a thing. And then like, there are a lot of people from Ghana here in the States. And as you know, we build relationships and we get to know people who are from there, it makes it easy to want to go. Wow. Well, I, I need to let you know, um, I didn't disclose this before. Um, I'm very good at carrying suitcases. So <laughs> Ghana, Dubai, just let me know. I got you. Um, my whole team, we're all really good at suitcases and chauffeuring. So hotels to Starbucks we got you so next time you go let us know <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will I could use the help because I always have a lot of luggage that's how we put the uh, all the camera equipment and stuff in right <laughs> exactly exactly need a whole carry-on just for camera equipment yes yes um so 40 I, I'm because I'm just nosy so <laughs> the 43 trips so a couple of international trips uh most of them um women in real estate or consulting or because it's kind of all one big ball right yeah it, and and that's kind of how I live my life is it like doing things synergistically so I love real estate and so I work in real estate and I consult and I sell houses and I invest and I have women in real estate but it all works together um, so it's, you know, I know people are, really love to talk about how you should like be hyper-focused on one thing. It's just not yeah. how my brain works. And so I, my workaround <laughs> for that was like, okay, well, I don't have to be focused on, I, I can be focused on one thing, which is real estate, but there's so much in real estate to do, so much to learn, so many people to work with that it keeps me constantly engaged. So that's how I, how I worked around that. But most of my trips are for women in real estate. Um, they're attending and hosting um, events and conferences. We have chapters across the country, Chicago, Charlotte, DMV, Houston, Dallas, upcoming Cali, upcoming Atlanta, 
Um, yeah. And we have one in Chicago, probably upcoming Cleveland. So like going places, hosting events, building, building community in those places, that's a lot of my job. And then with the fund and now wires working on a fund as well, sourcing deals for my clients, sourcing deals for myself, that, that's a lot of traveling time too. So um, overall, I, I don't have kids. I don't have to be home every night, which is... is I'm so jealous. But since we started talking, I'm like, she is so free. I, that's so funny. I hear people say that all the time. I'm like, you're so free. And yes, um, I am. I just have two very big dogs, but they can go to my parents or they can have a dog walker come or they can, yeah. you know, they're okay. Half the people watching this right now are jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm really intentional. Like if I decide to have kids in the future, I have to be at a point where I can have a nanny that travels with me full-time oh travel. she all the way up to the top like I I like I want to be able to take my kids everywhere but I also want there to be some like practical like this is this is how this works type of thing so yeah definitely nanny and a tutor and like my family being able to travel with me would be super important okay little, little Grant Cardone. say that again that little little grand car down. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You miss you miss <laughs> so um yeah. So how long uh collectively, or I guess you answered that since high school. How long okay, let's let's I try not to inundate my panelists with questions because as I ask a question, I have five more questions being built up. Same and way. I try not to ask them all at one time. Um, and then I, now I forgot my question. How long have you, would you, how long have you been doing this where you consider yourself a, a professional? Because obviously you weren't a professional in high school or you might've been. Because <laughs> I know some people that was like, yeah, you kind of already really good at this. But how long have you been doing this where you have considered yourself an, uh, a professional? So I would say I started working for, well, I was working for like builders and developers like as early as college um so we can say 2000 so right after high school <laughs> yeah right after high school we could say 2007 2008 I would consider myself a professional I was working for builders and developers and then um I would say 2000 and 2015 I started flipping I I, I don't know if that's right, honestly. I, my concept of time, like you said, I'm really free. So that also translates into my concept of time and remembering things like, I don't know. What's today? Tuesday. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> it all blurs together. You know, like some people keep track of the days because they, they work on the weekdays and they don't work mm -hmm. on the weekends. My life is it is work. Like I love what I do. I have so much fun and, and ma'am. When you travel to du Dubai as work, <laughs> yeah, it's real easy to just like let things together. Yeah, open your email. Guess I gotta go to Dubai today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I want to ask you some questions about women in real estate, and I forgot to plug my laptop up. So. Let me be unprofessional and plug my laptop up so it doesn't die. 
No worries. It happens to the best of us. Let me tell you. It happens to me. I'm always getting fussed at from my uh from my co-owner that I don't keep my electronics plugged up. And actually I'm looking at my phone right now. I have nine percent. So you oh, know. Okay. Are we recording from your no, we're not recording from your phone, right? No, my laptop I actually did I did plug that up. So I'm good on that. But my phone, nope. All right, I'm back in business now. Um, tell us since how much time we got. Oh, we're still good on time. I try not to keep my guests for more than an hour. Yeah, we're good on time. Um, tell us about women in real estate and how it got started and go into a little bit of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So women in real estate actually started like, I would say the advent of it is like 2020 we were in the pandemic um we were all trapped at home a app came out called clubhouse i got on it and quickly realized that there was access to real estate professionals that very few people get like there were people that i never knew existed and then there were people that I had wanted to contact and build relationships with and never got the opportunity to because they were so busy, right? And so we, Kehlani and I started, um, I actually joined the same day on Clubhouse and I immediately jumped in headfirst, started moderating 24 seven. I ended up with two phones. I would fall asleep on the app, wake up on the app, and, it, and if you were not part of that early clubhouse era, you're probably like, oh, that's, that's stupid. Like all clubhouses is people selling you stuff. But in the very beginning, I got access to the best black developers like that I've ever been able to find. And they just literally were pouring information. All the questions I had ever had all the resources I ever needed were right there. And so I was just like, well, if I need this information, I know other people need this information too. And I'm a great question asker. So I would mod everything that I could. I would ask all the questions that I could. And slowly that started to evolve into like a, a, a real following. Um, but we noticed that there wasn't really um, the best representation for women, like a, a safe space for women. And so Kehlani and I decided to start our own like women in real estate club. And then that grew into a, a ridiculous number of people. And then I was like, you know, there's obviously a need for this. There's obviously a, a space for this. And I'm sure it, it exists outside of the confines of the internet, right? So we started um, hosting events all across the country. We host probably like 15 to 20 events a year um, or we attend and we started really creating community. And I, and I always have to put this caveat, men are a big part of women in real estate. Um, it is not just women. We have sponsors that are men, instructors that are men, um, you know, lenders that are men, like members that are men. So it was, it's been a great experience to just see um, how much support we've gotten from, from men in the industry as well. So that's, that's kind of how it started and how it evolved. Now we have four sections of the company. We have our membership, 
Um, we have Wire Next, which reaches our high school and college age kids. Um, we have a fund coming soon, like beginning of next year, probably. And then we also have um, our nationwide EXP real estate team that serves both commercial and residential clients. Wow, that is so amazing. I always seem to find myself in, um, what is it in Houston? Women in, I want to say it's women in real estate. We do uh, have a, a branch here in Houston. It, I might be already a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they email me and call me all the time. Plus, we want you to come. Like, okay, y'all got food. I'll come if you got food. But <laughs> We always have food and usually we have alcohol, so. Okay, <laughs> I'll come for the food. Um, what would you say to um, the younger individuals who are listening and watching? Because I, you sound free, you sound happy and fulfilled because you found your thing and you're showing as a light. And a kid watching this is like, I want to be like that and I want to be, I want to have that excitement about real estate but I don't know how to get to that point because you have, um, if we want to go woo-woo, <laughs> you have attracted that energy to you. But a lot of individuals, probably most individuals who have not read The Secret don't really understand or know or don't even know that it exists of navigating or attracting or whatever we want to call it to uh, to fit in that space or find that space. What would you say to not even just the young individuals, but the individuals who are trying to get where you are in, in real estate? I, I think my number one thing is come from a place of service. Find ways you can help everyone around you. I mean, that is like hands down. I'm not, a, I, I didn't know anything about development a couple years ago. I just knew I wanted to do it. And the moment I found a way to be of value to other people, is when I learned the most and got the most opportunity, right? Um, it, it is really about finding the things that you're good at, finding the things that you can help others with, allowing them to um, share your platform or building a platform for them or you know, finding whatever you're good at, finding whatever they need help with and being willing to help, being willing to serve. That is probably number one. Um, number two is just, relationships. I, nothing has been more important for my career than the relationships that I've built, because you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you can't work with people, you can't accomplish anything. Real estate is a team sport. You need a lot of people all pulling in the same direction to make it work. And so building those relationships and coming from a place of service when you're building them, super important. And um, I think thirdly would probably be like, just be okay with failing. Like, just keep going, keep trying, keep learning. You have to be bad at something before you're going to get good at it. I mean, it just is the reality of it. Um, find partners to help you along the way so that you're not that bad at it but um be willing to to risk take risks i'm moving across the country because there's an opportunity here right um and i'm willing to take that risk i'm willing to 
put my name, put my money, put my reputation on the line, because I know if I don't, there's no way for me to grow, right? So you have to be willing to take those, to take those risks for sure. And then marketing, learn how to be a good marketer, learn how to connect with people, learn how to make sure that people know what you do, learn how to get their buy-in, um, and then deliver on the promises that you make. Those things, those will, you'll get wherever you want to go using those tools. Wow, that's amazing. Um, Lori has a question. Let me take you off of mute. Thanks for coming back, ma'am. How are you? What's your question? Sure, I wouldn't miss it. I just, when I do, it's for a really good reason. Um, all right, so question for Brit Britain. Britain. Oh, I'm so sorry. My name doesn't look like it's showing up on here correctly, but yes, Brittany. Brittany, okay, the last name is Wire? My last name is actually Rose. Wire stands for Women in Real Estate. I'm so glad you said that. I can rename myself right now. Oh, okay, fine. So the question really is, I think what Presley was trying to ask, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you asked the question if um, you need, you, you wanted basically guidance how to get into real estate for people that are not in it and want to get into it. So I, I am actually in lending for many years. So I do have some information that I, you know, I could help if needed, but that's really not my thing. My thing is like, where do you really start to find good deals? Because I've been looking for a while. I think I've found some, but I know the pain of trying to figure it out, like which door you knock on. And then and, and some people I think are going through that. So I think that was the question he was trying to ask, but correct me if I'm wrong, Presley. The more questions, the better. <laughs> No, but you asked you asked the question, asked her how, you know, how to help people navigate if they want to get into real estate, you know. Well, even yeah. if it wasn't that question, your question is actually really, really good. That's a really good question, yeah. Yeah. So I I think there is a we always talk about finding deals, but what I like to focus on is making deals. So I found my development deal on the MLS and I negotiated it to work for the numbers that I needed it to be at so that it made sense. Right. So that it had been, was it, was it a multifamily? It will be five single family units and we're looking at acquiring more land in the area so that we can build more homes, but it mm -hmm. was, just, it was a duplex sitting on a, you know, a good amount of land and it was just like this dilapidated duplex and it had been sitting on the market for a couple months and it was because the price was too high and because most people just didn't know what to do with it and so I was able to negotiate it so that the numbers worked for what I needed it to work for um, but a lot of people passed up on that deal right I was willing to go make it a deal and I think that that happens a lot in real estate. We're, we're waiting for a deal to appear. And oftentimes deals don't look like deals in the beginning. 
So to answer your question, the MLS is a great place to start. <laughs> and all of these like um, apps that have like, you know, Zillow, Redfin, whatever, whatever, um, that allow you to search for homes and allow you to search for uh, for sale by owners. Those are also great opportunities. I would say learn wholesaling. We teach a lot of wholesaling techniques. Um, learn how to pull lists. So that if you, if you, so we have, we actually did a, a whole presentation on this a couple of weeks ago for our members, but understanding what type of data you need to pull so that you're getting the right type of list to the go market to. And that could be cold calling, that could be mailers, that could be um, door knocking. It could, it could mean a whole bunch of things, right? But understanding where to go to and what parameters to set so that you're getting the right people in your pipeline that's a that's another great way to do it but everybody doesn't have time for that so the other solution is work with wholesalers and you can find them on Facebook and in meetup um, Facebook has a ton of wholesaling groups and a ton of real estate groups you can partner with other investors they'll usually tell you like or they'll either pass along deals that they have that they're selling that they you know don't work for their numbers um, it's about relationships oftentimes. So you teach a class, you're saying? Actually, Wire has a class. We have several classes. We have like classes on wholesaling. And so like, we're really good at not being experts. We always have experts who come in, people who have spent 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, doing these things. Um, so, because, like, all right. So why don't you, why don't you um, uh, give us your contact so, you know, we can. <laughs> sure. You if, can always... if, that's, if that's okay. I, I, Presley, is that okay? So Lori knows, because this is not her first podcast, that um, for the panelists, but also for the, um, the attendees that come, I always tell them, market yourself, because this is going on Facebook, it's going on YouTube, it's going on 16 million different podcast websites. So I think Lori's first time on here I was like, give us your name, you know, give us your, your contact. So who's ever's listening to this and they need lending options, they can call you. So yes, I always like to, this is really, you know, this is marketing. This is really just marketing for us. No, I'm asking if I can get Brittany's information. Yeah, same, same, same for you and for oh, Brittany. Okay. Yeah, so the easiest way to reach me is on Instagram. Are you on Instagram, Lori? No, I'm really just on, I, I'm not on too many places because Facebook, I dropped. It's just not really too uh, professional. It's more personal. So I'm just really LinkedIn and WhatsApp and email. I mean, it's more than enough for me. So you can always reach me on LinkedIn as well. Just Brittany Rose or look up Women in Real Estate. It'll lead me to you. And um, also Brittany at joinwomeninrealestate.com is the easiest email address to use. Brittany at joinrealestate.com? Joinwomeninrealestate.com. Okay. All right, fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Lori. Sure, absolutely. By the way, where's your drink? I, I don't see what you're drinking today. I didn't have enough time to go get it. <laughs> uh, I love to see you with a glass and every time it was a different color. It just adds so much yeah. to the... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I was this close, but I was like, you know what? I'll be running late. I, I need a drink. Um, so, uh, Brittany, I don't, I don't drink alcohol, but I'm always drinking like a... Um, a I think last week it was a Verner's. 
Yeah. He drinks it from a glass, not a cup. It just makes it look so much better. It tastes so much better. Yeah. I love that. It does taste better, actually. It's all in the oh, mind. Brittany, when are, Brittany, when are we going to discuss the loan that we were talking about? Actually, Laura, we can talk. Please email me because I, like I mentioned, we're trying to acquire more land and we're still in entitlement. So we'll need some construction financing. So I'd love to talk to you. No problem. But Brittany also has a, I mean, not Presley, sorry. Presley also has a uh, a big project coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hasn't even mentioned that to me. Be mad at Melvin, not me. Be mad at Melvin. We're going to do it. All right. Because we really do a ton of construction stuff. Laura, you're in the Houston area? No, I'm in the old-fashioned Brooklyn, New York. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, we can cover everywhere. Well, great. That's that's awesome. I look forward to speaking with you. No problem at all. It was a real pleasure. I love your energy. You ever come to Brooklyn? My sister lives in New York, actually. So I'll be there for Thanksgiving. Oh, I would love to meet up with you. Yeah, I, maybe I'll come a day early and we can grab coffee. Where does she live? Um, Manhattan, maybe. Oh, okay. All right, that's not far. She's like somewhere, somewhere over there. It all, it all is New York to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> all right, yeah, it's all, it's all fun. Perfect, Brittany. Before we let you go, what, uh, what words of wisdom would you like to leave with our audience? Um, I feel like I shared my words of wisdom. A lot. Yeah, you did. I <laughs> have to start paying you in a minute. I would just say, um, be intentional about the life that you create for yourself. Um, be willing to take the risk, be willing to just make yourself happy, do the things that make you happy. Um, be willing to leave the safety net, leave the safe, secure path and, and make a life that really fulfills you because we only have one of them and it seems really long when you're young but the older you get the shorter it seems and um you don't want to that's actually that. true though but it's I'll, so I'll true I listen nobody I'm not going to tell my age because nobody can ever guess it but I'm getting to an age where like mortality is real and I'm like okay I just don't want to look back and not have laid everything out on the table and speaking from a like a spiritual standpoint I just think it's like a disservice to God to not make the most of the things that you've been blessed with. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I say, just go for it. Do everything that you want to do. Reinvent yourself as many times as you want. It talks like that that makes me eat extra tacos. So. <laughs> no, no, that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to Brittany. She told me to eat more tacos and drink more. That's that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to go to the gym and become a vegan and exercise and do all those yeah. things. That you I can pass do. the gym every day, okay? Healthy life. <laughs> Long, healthy life. I pass the gym every day. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you so much. And I can't wait to, uh, have you started your podcast? I haven't. I have not. Oh, but man, okay be inviting you. they can go to your website i think we'll be there right yes 
Okay. And if not, it'll be on your LinkedIn somewhere, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, 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 I'm doing pretty well at like posting consistently. So just follow along. And I try to answer every message that I get. It is really me. It's really like a personal message when you get um, someone who's like, hey, this is Brittany. Thanks for following me. Is there anything I can help you with? That's really me. Um, oh, wow. so, I see why you got that marketing team now. <laughs> yeah. You go in. It's a job. It's a job. It, but I, I have to do it right now. So I, I, I can't control myself. I need to ask a question. Yes. How long are you doing this for? How long have I been in real estate for? Yeah. So we were talking a little earlier. I've been in real estate technically since high school, like interning for time. No, 10 years, 10 years. Like how many oh, years are you doing? Um, well, it did, well, okay. So how long since I started investing? Whatever it is. No, real estate in general. So I, I asked her a question earlier. How long have you been doing what you're doing since you've considered yourself a professional? So Brittany will be college because you were, you know, doing uh, work for developers. So, so how long is college is what she's asking. 12. So nine oh, years. Wow. So almost almost 10. Brittany does not look her age. She's 65. But <laughs> she wears a <laughs> So she's less than 30. No. No, wow. Okay. This is what happens when you're uh, you're vegan and you go to the gym every day and you don't eat as many tacos as I do. I try to drink water and I have good genes. I, my, I like, honestly, my mom gave me a leg up. <laughs> I have really good genes. So drink a lot of water. Uh, I, I will also say I don't have kids. So, yeah, kids are like, they're amazing. So I spent 15 years, um, as a, like building a cheerleading company. It was my first company, I grew it to a, a multi-million dollar company. And I, so I've raised kids for almost my entire life, right? Um, but I don't, so I get like all the joy, all of like the great parts of But I don't have to stress, because like, I'm like, I stress about leaving my dogs. I cannot imagine the amount of stress that it would be to leave my children with other people, right? Like that is a major factor to like my carefree lifestyle because I only have to be worried about me. Well, the, truth is, the truth of the matter is if you get married, hopefully, if you have children, it's with somebody else, right? So that somebody else could take care of your kids if he goes along and he, you know, he gives you the backing and the support mm -hmm. that you're with what you're doing. So your true life partner could be that one. So don't just think, don't let God help you. Don't let, don't control. Let, let. He can get the nanny. Well, yeah, and definitely a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> for sure a nanny, for sure full-time tutor, like all the things for sure. And my parents and probably his parents, like, I'm definitely a, a village type of person. I believe in that. I can't wait to see uh, the rest of your journey. Your, uh, your response is every first mother's response and wash your hand before you touch my baby. Don't kiss my baby because you're going to break the baby out. Baby number two, you're like, no, 
Take them. <laughs> <laughs> and baby number three, the baby on the roof of the car. It definitely uh, goes away as you have more kids and as your kids get older. Um, you check on the first kid every five seconds. Um, I go days without seeing my teenager. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, teenager age and, you know, they, they're reclusive. Um, but again, I thank you so much for being on, um, officially being on the podcast because you're here and we, we are already getting ready to do some business together and do some meetings. Um, and fly some so, planes. And fly some planes and my team will meet with your team. And uh, I'm excited to see your development. And I'm proud to hear all the amazing things that you're doing. Um, so, yeah, you have, um, you, you wear 62 very well. So I'm very, very proud of your accomplishments and <laughs> everything you've done so far. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for having me as a guest. And Lori, thank you for the awesome dialogue that you've created here. And it's just been a real pleasure and so much fun. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you soon. Hopefully, like tomorrow, I'll have that multifamily conference. I hope you guys. Sure. Can. Um, and then we have. I connected. I connected with you on LinkedIn. So just accept the connection. I will do that right now. Um, Presley dinner. We have a, a wire dinner here in Houston um, on Friday at Eddie Marlowe's or Eddie V or something. Eddie, Every night. Eddie yeah, so come, come hang out. Okay, I will. Uh, I think Julie, Julie sent it to us and she's checking our uh, calendars now. So Perfect. awesome. All right, well, I will see you guys next time. Brittany, don't be uh, afraid to come in as a, an attendee next time and, and add some of your wisdom to the next panelist. Lori, it's all, always amazing having you. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Well, not you, Brittany. I'll probably see you in the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> and Lori, I just accepted your request. So thanks so Amazing. much. Amazing. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.